0: Thank you for joining us here on the Radio Bible Course. We're studying Paul's first epistle to the church in Thessalonica. In chapter 3, Paul tells how he was left in Athens alone. He had sent Timothy back to Thessalonica to establish them in the faith and to exhort them lest they be moved by the persecutions which were falling on those people. We left off in our last program talking about how Timothy was to establish them in their faith. Paul was not like many modern evangelists. He was very concerned about those who became believers in Jesus Christ because he wanted them established in the faith for the purpose of building up one another and expanding the ministry of the gospel throughout their whole region. When Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he pointed out to them that God gave gifts unto man, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, to build up the saints for the work of ministry. You see, the Christian believers are the ones who have the ultimate ministry, and trained men and gifted men are to be equipping them so they can have a ministry. Now Timothy was sent by Paul to establish them, to strengthen them. Now he must have warned them about false teachers. He must have talked to them about the authority of the scripture. He must have prepared them for the teaching ministry that they someday would have. And he certainly would go over thoroughly the meaning of the death of Jesus Christ and how it fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies. Paul did that very thing on his first missionary journey when he had gone into the present country of Turkey to Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. And it tells us that he returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples. This is in Acts chapter 14. And saying that we through many tribulations must enter the kingdom of God. There, he warned the new Christians that persecution was certain to come. Now, that's his concern here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. He didn't want these Thessalonian believers to be moved by these afflictions. And then he adds in verse 3, You know yourselves. That this is to be our lot, because when we were with you, we told you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just as it has come to pass, and as you know. I think I can say this without fear of contradiction, that when a person became a member of the Church of Jesus Christ in that first century, he knew he was facing opposition and persecution. He wasn't going into a bed of roses. Joining a church was not a popular thing. As a matter of fact, people didn't join churches. They believed in Christ and joined Christ. Then, when they came to another Christian and wanted to be baptized because they had believed in Jesus Christ, they automatically became members of his church and also the local church where they were. They needed that local fellowship because... When persecutions come, you need the comfort of other Christians. And he knew that persecutions might cause the Thessalonians to listen to the enemies of the gospel. It was because of those afflictions that Paul was troubled. But Paul reminded them, you yourselves know that this is to be our lot. That refers to the suffering that God has allotted to those proclaiming and believing the gospel. There are so many disciples of Moses in the world today, they will persecute those who proclaim the gospel of grace, apart from the deeds of the law. Paul told the Galatians that as the son of the slave woman tormented Isaac, So it is now. You read about that in Galatians chapter 4. He knew that the Galatians were being tormented by those Judaizers and also by Jews who did not want them to stick to the newfound faith. I'm reminded of what Paul wrote to Timothy in his second letter. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. There is a suffering of which Jesus himself spoke. He said, if they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. He said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so believers from the first century bore suffering. They took it patiently. Many of them gave up their lives for the cause of Christ, because they knew that they too would be overcomers because their faith was in the one who overcame. The Apostle John asked this question, Who is he who overcomes the world? He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, Our faith. Now in verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians 3, Paul writes, For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent that I might know your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and that our labor would be in vain. Who is the tempter? Well, it wasn't a false teacher here. It was Satan himself. But how does the devil work? He works through men, men who are false teachers. The Apostle John warned in his first epistle, chapter 4, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming, and now it is in the world already. And when John said, test the spirits, that's pretty hard to do, because we can't see spirits, but we can see men who are speaking by the impulse of that evil spirit. They are agents of Satan. They are deluded. They are men who oppose God and deny that Jesus is the Son of God, the one who someday is going to be Lord and King on this earth. They also deny that God has spoken and that his word is holy and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Jesus referred to the scriptures As God's word, he endorsed the Old Testament as having come from God through the prophets of God. And he also foretold that the New Testament writings would come and that they would be truth. He said, when he left to go to heaven, he would send the Spirit, and the Spirit of truth would guide them into all truth and would remind them of all the things that Jesus had taught them. Did the Spirit come? He did. And did he give them all truth? He did. And where is that truth? It's the New Testament. These are the sacred writings which have come from God. But there's a battle raging today in theological circles, and most theologians do not believe that the Bible is the Word of God. One way that you can identify... Who believes the Bible and who doesn't is how he handles the Bible from the pulpit. If a man teaches the Bible and really uses the Bible and explains it, perhaps verse by verse, then you have reason to believe that he must value it or he wouldn't be bothering with the teaching of it. But men who ignore the Bible who may read a few verses and then close the book and talk to people for 20 or 30 minutes, you can be pretty sure that they don't value the Bible as the word of God. If they did, they would let God speak through them by teaching the word of God. Paul had a great fear of the tempter, and here in verse 5, he said he wanted to know that, if somehow the tempter had tempted them, and then all his efforts would be in vain, Paul had that same fear for the Corinthian Christians too. He wrote in second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse three, but I am afraid that, as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now that's something to aim for, a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Well, who could possibly take us away from that? Well, Paul continues in 2 Corinthians 11 by writing, "For if someone comes and preaches another Jesus than the one we preach, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you submit to it readily enough. What possibly could he mean by another gospel? It's a gospel that pretends to be like the gospel which Paul preached, but which denies the deity of Jesus Christ, It denies that his death on the cross is enough to satisfy the holy law of God and that by faith in Christ alone we are saved for eternity. False gospels make something else out of the cross. They suggest that Jesus died to be an example to us so that when we suffered and died we could be more brave. Or they suggest that it was too bad that Jesus died, and that there was injustice that took place there. That's not what the Bible teaches. God planned the death of Jesus Christ from the beginning of time and announced it to Daniel when he said the Messiah would be cut off after 483 years following the declaration of Artaxerxes to the Jews that they could go back and build the city of Jerusalem. God predetermined the crucifixion. It was no accident, nor was it a tragedy. It was God's redemption for us so that he could give us his righteousness. Paul admitted in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that the serpent was cunning and that he deceived Eve. So false teaching is not blatant. It doesn't oppose the gospel outwardly It is deceitful. But Satan tempts in other ways also. He discourages people. Perhaps troubles may come to your household, or illness. Then there might be friends who abandon you, and that might discourage you and cause you to forget the wonderful faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. There might be other things that Satan allows to come into your life to take you away from God, Good things. They keep you busy, but they keep you away from the Word of God, which is food to the soul. The Radio Bible Course would like to strengthen you in your faith also. And we think we can do it by our Bible Teaching Memory Program. We'd like you to write for it. It's free. This is a set of verses printed on cards with explanation on the back of the cards To make it easy for you to memorize, and we even give you some instruction on how to memorize successfully, right for today. Ask for the Memory Program. It's free. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calivota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.